many come from a mindset of expecting others to just do it because they're the owner. That impacts the culture so much and hence not in a positive way. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Finding the Upside new podcast. This is our second episode, and I'm so happy that you have joined me today. I'm Maria De Laurentiis Reyes, and today we are talking about leadership, one of my favorite topics to discuss. And actually, this episode stemmed from a conversation I had with a group of friends where we've all had corporate business experience. Uh, many of us also have business ownership experience, myself included, we're talking about the problem with leadership today. And I want to jump into this conversation by first introducing the concept, or not really the concept, but the issue or reality of how people become leaders, at least from in the corporate world, in the business world today. Think about this. Most people become leaders, they get promoted to a leadership position, not because they have leadership skills. Usually they get promoted to that position because they were really good at their functional job, right? So think about that. Here's a couple of examples. Salespeople, really great salespeople become sales managers. Really great project task managers or project team members become project managers. Great retail sales associates become store managers. So you can say that by working in those positions that come before a management or leadership position, obviously they have some functional experience and some job knowledge and more so than someone who just comes into a position, but nowhere in those positions that get them promoted is there learning to become a leader. Now, every company has their own path and some companies do provide some management training or leadership training or look for people who have raw talent at being able to lead people, get people to do work. So I don't want to generalize and say that this doesn't exist anywhere. But what my colleagues and I were talking about, what my friends and I were talking about, is how often great leaders come from being promoted to a position where they have absolutely no training or knowledge or skills or haven't done any work to gain the skills that are so critical in being a great leader. And many of them, sadly, work with approaches that are counter to good leadership. They're actually ineffective. So to be an effective leader, you have to work on becoming a leader. It's really the same for no matter what you take on. I, I want to give you this analogy, an analogy of being a performer, a performer, excuse me, or an athlete. You don't just say, I'm an actor, right? All of a sudden, I'm an actor. I have that title, or I'm a piano player. All of a sudden, I'm just going to claim that I'm a piano player. If you've never played the piano, taking lessons, 
to learn how to play the piano, practice the piano. Same with an actor, had some kinds of training, practice and experience in that role. Let's talk about another area. How about sports? In baseball, how does a pitcher become a pitcher? How does a quarterback in football become a quarterback? If they're any good, They've put a lot of time and effort into not only learning the knowledge, developing the skill, and practicing to be good at it. So to just say that we're a great, you know, quarterback without any training, or we're a great piano player, or we are a piano player without even sitting down at a piano, at a piano, that's like the most ridiculous thing ever. So why is it that we think by promoting someone to a leadership position, they would naturally have the skill and the tools and the experience to be good at it? That is a lot of the problem with leadership today. And businesses suffer from that, which that's the difficult part and so painful for me to see is that without the training and without the acknowledgement that we need to invest a little bit more as leaders to be able to learn. And why is because many entrepreneurs, especially those, uh, well, many of them, especially those who have a business, that's all they've ever done is they've worked for themselves. So it is a blind spot for entrepreneurs that have only been a business owner. And why? Because They really don't have the experience of what is the organizational flow? What does that look like? How does it look like at those other levels within the organization? And how that structure affects work and affects the people. They don't know it. They don't understand it because they haven't ever had to do it. They haven't ever had to be in a position where they were either the one taking the instruction or having the need to influence people. Many come from a mindset of expecting others to just do it because they're the owner. That impacts the culture so much and hence not in a positive way. (laughs) Um, One of the books that one of my peer groups is reading right now is Trust and Inspire by Stephen Covey. And I love all the stuff that Stephen Covey talks about. Um, but in this book, what I love is that he talks about principles of leadership like trust and what happens when trust is not there. Um, and it's such a great topic to delve into. Um, and in my leadership program, I talk a lot about not just trust, but all of the principles and traits of a good leader. But he also talks about, um, you know, why trust is important. And he mentions something that we discuss in my leadership program about how many middle level managers or leaders are waiting for it to come from the top, that it should come from the top, great leadership. And while that's true, and in the most ideal circumstances, that's what we would want. But I've seen it happen, and it's so amazing how transformative it can be to a company culture when people lead from the middle. And let me illustrate that for you. They start doing things in a way that inspires and motivates people. What should come from the top, but isn't, but instead of waiting for it to come from the top, 
taking the control and understanding that we have a way to shift this. So if you imagine and envision managing and leading from the middle, it pushes up through the organization or it pushes out from the middle and has an impact because it expands to all areas of that organization and how it performs and moves. You know, Simon Sinek, I was watching a, he's one of my favorite thought leaders uh, on in this area. And he talks about leadership all the time, good examples, bad examples, what impacts it. And there was an interview that I watched recently where he talked about being at a hotel and speaking to a um, barista at a coffee bar in the hotel. And he asked him just in conversation if he liked his job. And he was like, oh, I love my job. And Simon Sinek talks about how, you know, in his business that his ears perk up and he's interested in that and intrigued. And he's like, well, what is it about your job? What do you, what do you, why do you love it? And he said, it's the managers that any manager at several points during the day, not just his manager, any manager comes up to him and asks him how he's doing, generally wants to know how he's doing. And if there's anything else that they can do to help him do his job better. And of course, some people might say, well, are they really doing that? But it's a genuine, it's not a token, let me just ask the question. It's a genuine, authentic concern. And you see the impact that has. He talks about the impact that has on how this barista talks about his experience there working for that organization. And then the barista goes on to say that he works at another hotel on the weekends and that's not the condition there. And he said, well, tell me about what is it like there? What do you do there? And he's like, I just keep my head down, stay under the radar, do what I have to do and go home. And think about that. That is not ideal for that business. It is not ideal for a business owner or for a leader to have staff that are doing that. You know, there's a term that I talk about, and it's a lot in the press right now, people, employees that are resigning without leaving. You know what that means? If they've resigned without leaving, they're doing just what I described by that employee that in that second job, keeping his head down, staying under the radar, only doing what they have to do. They're not engaged. They're not inspired. They're not motivated. So I ask, what is it that makes the difference? You know, many leaders are following uh, a trend that has existed for a while. And especially in the last couple of years, that talks about people, you know, not wanting to do more than they have to. And in my leadership program and my leadership training and my experience, it really starts with the type of culture that is modeled and the type of leadership ability that the people who are driving the ship have to be able to inspire and engage those team members. So how many, if you're a business owner, how many of your staff are working where they really resign the position, but they haven't left? They still work there. Think about that. Think about the negative impact that can have on your productivity and your profits. So here's what I want to talk about to really 
wrap this up because there's so much we can talk about with leadership. So the secret is, you know, there's so much that I want to share with you. And I actually encourage you to stay tuned on this topic because I will definitely be having more episodes that will dive deep on leadership. And I'll talk more about what I teach in my leadership program on those episodes. But remember this, if I could leave you with one thing, this is where it starts. You are dealing with people. Yeah, people. And if you think about who they are, then you can start to understand how they might want to be motivated. And here's here's really the critical thing. Think about how you would want to be motivated. Because many business owners or leaders are not putting themselves in that position. They're not crossing over to the other side of the table or walking in their shoes and understanding it from that perspective. If you think about anybody you worked for that you worked really hard and you wanted to do way more than you were asked to do, think about the conditions that existed. Think about what it is that that leader did to empower you or motivate you to do more. A lot of people will get stuck in that, oh, yeah, well, it's just money. And money is important. And so I would encourage you to think about if you're paying people, what is the wage that should be paid? And I I don't want to make commentary on that because that's different for all different industries. But let's face it, business has got away with paying wages that are not necessarily inspiring and motivating and actually make it very difficult for a person to even keep that job. So more to come on that. But how would you want to be motivated? You might get some insight on what you're doing that isn't motivating your team members. And it's really about holding the mirror up to yourself, that self-reflection on how to do better. It's not to beat yourself up because many of us as leaders, if you haven't had the training, you don't have the knowledge, you haven't practiced, and you know, so therefore you don't have the experience at having those good outcomes. When I first started in management and leadership, I had to learn that. And many of it was, much of it, was some things that I learned along the way, some um, education that I took on my own, some that companies I worked for provided with training that I was able to go to or they provided to be able to build those skills and knowledge. And I do that today for my clients and for their employees. But holding the mirror up and doing the self-reflection on What am I doing and what is the result it's bringing? If you're not doing that, then you could be in a position where many leaders are, where they're doing the same thing that's not effective. And that's the definition of insanity. If you keep doing the same thing and it's not producing the result that you want, that's the definition of insanity. So let's let's not get caught up in the, well, they should do it because I'm paying them because I promise you that doesn't work. And that won't give you the best result. And it's a real aha and wake up call to realize that, to realize that that doesn't work. You know, and sadly, many business owners won't get that. Many don't want to get that. And they keep doing the same thing and then have the same outcomes and wonder why. 
You know, for a long time, many leaders, a lot of my clients have needed to shake what I call corporate think. I talk a lot about this. Corporate think, it's that mentality that business has been pushing, and I'll say it, getting away with for years with this, they should do it because we're paying them. But things have turned. And if you aren't paying attention to that or you haven't, you know, gotten the signals, it's it's time to abandon that if you haven't already and not get caught up in that. Because true leadership acknowledges that there is a better way and responding to this with innovative modern principles about leadership will provide a much better outcome. Thriving leaders have accepted that to be a leader, you have to make a connection with your team member, understand what's going to inspire and motivate them, and create the engagement that you're looking for in your team. You have the ability to do that simply by changing what you do. To be a great leader, you have to become a student of leadership. And that's the discussion that we had uh, with my group of friends and colleagues, that the problem today is many leaders have not done that. They have not gotten the knowledge, developed the skills, or practiced. And that's critical to be a great leader. Just like the quarterback, the one who puts in the work will have a better record and have the positive results that they want. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you next time on Finding the Upside.